This podcast is intended for mature audiences and contains adult language and subject matter. Listeners, please be advised. Texas. Welcome back for another episode of Drinking With Your Ex. I am Bonnie Neal. I am Blake Thompson, and we are raring to get back to all our fantastic listeners right now. This is the final episode of our first season. Yes, everyone. It's our season finale. Season finale. This has been a hell of a run. Um, season. Uh, this is season one, episode 15 of the inaugural uh, run of Drinking With Your Ex. Uh, if you're just tuning in right now, thanks for coming. If you've been with us for this full ride, God bless you. And man, I have worry about your life choices. But this, so this is a podcast. Blake and I are exes um, who have made that ever so delicate transition to friends, sort of. If you've been listening for thus long, you realize we're sort of friends. <laughs> we're, we're kind of friends. S- sort of frenemies. <laughs> um, mean as fuck to each other at times, and it's part of our charm. But this is a podcast about dating because we both find ourselves single and over 40 with really strong opinions about why both of us are still single and over 40. And, and let's be honest, everyone. If you've been, if you've been listening to all 15 episodes of our first season, you pretty much understand why both her and the I are single. The mystery's gone. The mystery's <laughs> gone um, for all of us. But uh, I think we've all learned something here today about each other. And you're still tuning in, and it's growing. It's just, it's been amazing. Um, but this podcast, let's 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 stop uh, talking about how amazing we are, and let's just get into it. This podcast has three rules. The first rule being, each podcast is inspired by some type of cocktail, alcohol, or poor life decision with alcohol. That uh, is very relevant to this uh, week's topic. The yeah, second we, rule: we don't use the word sponsor, everyone, because until someone starts giving us money, which we will take all the monies to push your booze exactly we are open for sponsorships but right now these episodes are inspired inspired by, by. inspired by a particular kind of alcohol the second rule is that we each get to introduce the other one thus engaging in edge play and having your ex introduce you to the world and then the third rule is that we each get to ask each other one uncomfortable question about this week's topic yes and as we have found out this is the most popular part of the episode where Vania Bonnie and I get to emotionally eviscerate each other. Mostly eviscerate each other <laughs> and then record it and serve it up to you for your pleasure. You're welcome. Uh, but it's fun-ish and we're gonna keep <laughs> doing it. So let's get started. Last week we do like we do need to apologize for our penultimate episode where we did actually completely forget the first rule and just breeze right on by that. So we're gonna do better this time for yeah. our finale. This week's episode is inspired by... It's inspired by that two-liter bottle of plastic liquor you're keeping under your desk. Oh, yeah. Anything yes. you buy as a handle in a plastic bottle, excellent idea. This might have been a bad idea, which is coming up to the reason 
why we're using that for this particular episode. Right. So yeah, this week's topic, we should probably do that. This week's topic, um, you, you mean you clicked on the episode, you know what it is. But this week's topic is how to get your ex back. And other really bad ideas. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I love it. Uh, so yes, this week's uh, topic inspired by... A handle plastic bottle of liquor. Right now, the one that I have in my house, don't judge me, is... No, please. Everyone, (laughs) judge. Judge. (laughs) Shut up. It is James Hand... Oh, no, I'm sorry. James Harbor Caribbean Rum with Natural Flavors Hashtag Coconut. (laughs) It is one liter of uh, pure rubbing alcohol with a slight coconut rum flavor and... Yeah, I bought it to make some trash can punch with, which is, uh, you know, we're just going gonna to leave that at there. We're going to leave that right where that is. We're just going to not examine that statement any further. We're going to move on to rule number two. Rule number two, are we going to introduce each other? Bonnie has a great introduction for me, as I understand, so let's let her go first. Oh, it's just that I actually had one. Usually I have to kind of, like, pause recording and... and walk away because I can't be like, don't look at me. Don't look at me while I'm trying to figure out how to publicly humiliate you. Damn it. Um, I, need, I, need, I need your score to come later. Um, actually, I, 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 this is a nice one. I could be nice. Shut up. Ladies and gentlemen, please uh, meet Blake Matthew Thompson, my ex-boyfriend. Full name, even. Who... Oh is so secure in his masculinity that he has um, commissioned and continues to buy a personal scent that was customized (laughs) for his pleasure in a small shop in Salem, Massachusetts, and wish that he um, douses himself with daily and then tosses some of his non-existent hair and, you know, complete pretty precious princess, amazing them, and then walks on in a waft. That's pretty accurate. I do that every day. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, bo- I'm both, I am both accurate and nice. And nice. Well, you know what? Since you're being so nice to me, I really have to apologize to you for our last introduction. I just want to let every, all our listeners know Bonnie's house does not look like a 19-year-old meth head lives here. I just want to let her know she has a lovely home. However, ladies and gentlemen, and all you personal suitors out there, she's tabling applications to be that crazy cat lady she's striving to be. I have one cat. One cat. I feel like you have to have more than one cat to qualify as a crazy cat lady. Oh, no, she's waiting. She's she's looking for adoption, everyone. So if you have a kitten, drop it off at Bonnie's house. Oh, shut the hell up. Oh, God, no. Please, no. Please, God, no. Uh-uh. I don't like you. <laughs> Uh, I do recall, I was told I needed to be a little bit more snarkier in our episodes. Well, I mean, like, that is the interesting feedback we've gotten on this uh, podcast is I'm fucking hilarious and you're a little too nice. I mean, just to sum up all the feedback we've gotten, I feel like I feel like I summed it up well. Pretty yes, accurately, don't well, you think yeah, so? And again, uh, I was out with a couple of our coworkers that are also avid listeners and said, Bonnie is fucking hilarious. So true, so true. And, you know, you're just nice. Yes, I'm just nice i mean nice is nice i'm sure there are some push and 70 cougars out there who are into it into it yes telling me you're looking for someone that's on life support that want to be my sugar mama done hashtag relationship goals 
right, let's move on um, to today's topic. This was also another suggestion from several of our listeners. Um, there, apparently, this one phrase, "How to get your ex back," is a multi-million-dollar business in the dating advice world that people spend a shit ton of money to have. Let's face it, snake oil salesmen uh, teach them how to get their ex back as if there's some sort of mystery to it. So, yeah. And what's terrifying is, again, multi-million dollar business, the amount of money people are charging for the advice we're about to give you all for free. For free. I mean, we, we, we know the secret. We know the secret sauce. We're about to reveal it to the masses for absolute free. Who loves you, baby? <laughs> All right. So here you go. Pay attention. It is a four-part process. Right. These are the four things you do if you want to get your ex back. All right? I like to think of this as the four pillars <laughs> of emotional manipulation. Yes. Yeah, so they are. If you're looking to strive to be your best gaslighting self. Well, I mean, I, sh- sh- don't give them all away right now. Oh, I will not give them. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm it's jumping the gun. It's all about the setup and the sales, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> Pardon. Uh, Pardon. If you want to get your ex back, this is what you do. You have to engage in the four steps of emotional manipulation on your pathway to being a deeply unlovable human. These four steps, let's just list them off. I'll name one, you'll name the other. I'll name one, you'll name sure. the other, right? Like, do we need hand signals for this one? Ready? Yeah, absolutely. All yeah. right, so the first one is... Gaslighting. Correct. The second one is nostalgia. Just add a little spice to your gaslighting. Yeah. The third step is... Love bombing. Oh, love it so much. And then the fourth step is negging, or as uh, we've seen it called in different places, covert jealousy and other such lovely phrases. But there you go. If you want to know how to get your ex back, you basically have to engage in emotional manipulation involving gaslighting, nostalgia, love bombing, and negging. That's how you do it. And what's funny, all the websites that we checked out and all the books that I looked at all have these in the most sterile, wholesome language ever, making this sound like, this is the best idea ever. You're going to go out and you're going to play Dreamweaver and they're going to come running back to you. No, this is not how this works. Well, I mean, they, they sell it really well. They say like, you know, if you want to have her back in your bed and in love with you forever and flood her brain with these arousal-inducing chemicals like oxytocin, if you want her to be like, I was so wrong and so sorry and I'm coming back to you, then all you need to do is give her a little bit of space and then remind her about how good you were together. Nostalgia. And then focus on the positive about your relationship and let's not talk about the negative gaslighting. And then remind her about how good you were together. What, what, what was the phrase? Remind her about how you're the only one who can really love her well, right? Love her well and understand her. Understand her, which is like you're the only man for her. Uh, only man for her, and you're so much better than that other guy whom you're not supposed to mention and pretend doesn't exist. So that's yes. a, a touch of gaslighting with love bombing. Right? Yes, absolutely. And then if that other guy person does come up, then you just you ignore him. put them down or ignore them or put her down for it. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be subtle in your negging. And I do think that one, that one is the scaffold of the emotional manipulation tactic. Exactly. And while you're doing this, you're playing hard to get. And you're just doing all these oh, little right. things. Yeah, yeah, you're sitting there bringing up the nostalgia of all the good times you had together. 
knowing that your past relationship is gone, never be the same again. So you're developing and building a new one based off these four principles. Yes. Yes. So if, if you've really not noticed it yet, um, and uh, sarcasm is not your native language, Blake and I are really not a big fan of uh, the entire concept of getting your fucking ex back. Uh, first of all, I feel like the first question you should ask yourself is why? Yes. And remember, if you're asking why, everyone knows y'all broke up for a reason. Yep. And guess what? I'm pretty certain that reason still true. Whether or not you want it to be true, whether or not you like agree with it being true, like whether or not like you feel what is it? What were the what were the the three R's? Remorse, regret, and reclamations, right? Yeah. What are, irrespective of how are you fucking feeling about however what like shit you did wrong, shit they did wrong, however you're fucking feeling, it's still it's still over, right? Yeah. And it's the reason over. you broke up still there. Yeah. Not going magically away. And while you're doing that, if you decide to engage with your ex and start talking to them again, while you're telling them of all the, like going down the yellow brick road of your fond memories and then trying to erase the negative emotions and memories that were caused throughout the relationship and the breakup. Right. Or, yeah, just kind of glossing over it and being like, let's not focus on the past. Let's not focus on negativity. Let's not be negative, right? Which I, which, which is one of my favorite phrases that I hear people say. Like, I, you know, let's not be negative. Let's be positive, which I think is a very controlling statement. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you how to behave, speak, and feel. Please uh, do that, you know. Yeah, could you please? That would be great. That's gaslighting. You're using salesmanship and going, it's like, oh, my God, you can see us getting back together, don't you? Right. <laughs> I mean, we can go to the same restaurant we always like to go to. We can sit there and grab some cocktails and talk about all the good times. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Who loves you, baby? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, sorry. Um, so this is a multi-million-dollar industry. It's just—it's just stunning. There, there are people on the uh, uh, that make a career out of coaching you, probably at a very reasonable hourly rate, into what to say, do to manipulate your ex into coming back to you. And like our advice, and like I'm going to pull out my advice as a professional counselor: don't, don't. That seems solid. Don't, don't. All of that time and energy and money you're going to give. To a professional, like, snake oil salesman to teach you how to deliberately emotionally manipulate your ex. Really, you should do, You should just invest in a good therapist. Yeah. Inve- and, and actually, even if you're not investing in a therapist, invest in yourself. Take care of you. You realize you just went through something traumatic. You went through a breakup. That's pretty traumatic, especially if you were with the person that you thought you were going to be with forever or for right now. Any way around it, breakups hurt, right? Even if it's somebody that, that you didn't think was forever. It, it They just hurt. And I feel like all of these try to get your ex back, bullshit, emotional manipulation tries. It's really just trying to protect, avoid, defend against that hurt. Uh, you know, just, just kind of hang with it. Maybe sit and tolerate it. If you've got to think, think of it as like meditation, sit and tolerate it for like two minutes at a okay. time. And Does fine. the hurt suck? Absolutely. It's We're talking about like, you know, you look at the stages of death. It's the death of the relationship where you're going through, you're going to go through the sadness, the anger, the denial. And then sooner or later, you're going to come to acceptance. Right. You, you skipped over the bargaining, which is where all of our wonderful love gurus hop in there. Oh, For yes. For a bargain bar- basement price. Sorry. For a bargain basement price of $47, I will send you this book and give you 
one-on-one coaching advice via Skype at $10 a minute. On how to, wait for it, gaslight, nostalgia, negging, and love bombing to get your ex back. To get Uh, your ex back. Essentially, how to become a completely shitty human being that nobody should be with ever in pursuit of what? Your one true love? Fuck you. Anyway, uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't. You want me to walk you through how to do it? I can absolutely tell you how to do it and how to sell it to you. And it's going to cost you a lot of money. Right. We are going to charge by the hour if that's concerned. Um, And actually, no. I'm going to be like the guy. I'm going to charge by the minute. Well, I feel like there needs just to be an upfront retainer, you know, that I get to deduct based on uh, how irritated I feel by your questions and motivations here. And also, if you live in the local Austin area and you want me to come observe this conversation, I will happily observe and take notes for you and let you know what your pitfalls were and what your successes were. You know what? I think you probably need to up that game a little bit. Texas, you know, Austin is a technology community. You can film it with microphones. It'll be right. fine. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, some people need to see and hear themselves to get uh, to get the real coaching sink in. Uh, there you go. There you go. I mean, I'm, I know we really get in depth on some things, but this was our topic for this weekend. You know, how to get your ex back. There you go. Oh, oh well, well, I mean, actually, we maybe can get into an uncomfortable question around it. Um, Blake, have you ever tried and succeeded in getting your ex back? Tell me how you did that and how that worked out for you. Only did it once. I was young and stupid. Tell me more. And <clears throat> I will be candid. All four techniques that we just talked about. I utilized. Ooh, I like it. Yes. Um, I mean, you were always precocious. I was always precocious. <laughs> but, always a precocious, manipulative motherfucker. But again, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> this was one of those things. It's like, you know, when you're young and you're full of piss and vinegar and you think, yeah, I can do anything. And you know what? I'm just going to smile and talk about all the good times and talk about how great we were together and what this would look like and how dynamite our sex life was and like all the different things baby 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 how could you go away don't you know how good it was and it worked and then i remembered what'd you remember blake i remembered why the breakup occurred and why that you never want to do is as i say this i'm saying this is blake the person not the counselor don't fuck crazy and then try not to fuck it twice yeah and i tried to do it twice and it was wow because uh, I, I would like to, in, in the benefit of hindsight 2020, what was the crucial detail you had forgotten about the original relationship that, uh, did it actually perhaps literally come back to bite you in the ass the second time? Uh, like, literally, I, like, I totally forgot just how crazy gaslighting the individual was to me. Oh, so you successfully gaslighted her, but you forgot that she was actually much better at that game. Oh my god. And like we're talking about no, she was like at nineteen years old, she was the love goddess guru at gaslighting. So you played the player and then got your ass handed to you. Oh my god. Handed isn't the word. (laughs) It's you know it's like you get you get home from work eleven o'clock at night, all of a sudden you this is back okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is back in the day when we didn't have cell phones, we had landlines and answering machines little box with a tape in it that you could press play button and it would play your message back right coming home at 11 o'clock at night and you see that light flashing oh somebody's thought of me oh, somebody somebody's thought of me and there she was leaving a message about it's like where have you been why aren't you with me oh did you forget what we talked about last week you must have eat play <laughs> it's five minutes later <laughs> where have you been yeah are you with that bitch again <laughs> Don't you think I don't know? I know where you've been, Blake. <laughs> do you think, I mean, do you think I'm going to let you make a fool of me? Beep. 
Blake, honey. No, it I'm gets, thinking oh, of you over here. No, in my, my sexy little tank top uh, and shorts. I think the, the scariest moment was I got home from work and she pulled in behind me. Like right behind you. Right behind me. So just cruising in your neighborhood. I haven't been following you home or not or not. I'm just yeah. how are you doing? Like baby? all of a sudden, yeah. And it was I realized, oh no, what have I done? Yeah. This is almost like where you want to run into like actually go. Is there really a witness protection program? Is is there someone out there that can save me? Because I really fucked up. Yeah, but you're the asshole who tried to get it all back. So, I mean. Uh, oh, no. I totally admit it. That sounds like karma. Oh, no. Absolutely karma. One time only. One time that I only did it. After that, I have never. Never. Never attempted to get an ex back. Yeah. It's just, it's, let it, let it go. Let, let it go. go. Let it go. And it's like, is, it an, is that an uncomfortable question? Absolutely, because I'm getting chills thinking about this individual out there. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's, he's very, very fidgety. You can tell that he's got, he's got a bit of a, of a tick. These oh, my God. Is she going to find me? It's like I was waiting to come home and have the fatal attraction moment. There's a bunny on my stove. Oh. This really sucks. So while we were talking about this, we did actually get really dark. We we're like, well... You know, if you do want to get the ex back and uh, they're pretty adamant, no. Well, the key is you want to get them in a vulnerable state. So figure out what it is they love and then kill it. And then go and comfort them in their time of grief. Yes, as Bonnie put it earlier, it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, my God, you love your brother? Let me take care of that for you. Go and kill the brother and then go comfort her because... Let's be honest, you've already decided to be a fucking uh, amoral, emotional manipulator. Why would you balk at a felony? <laughs> Just saying. Just saying, but you know, when they're in grief, they're very vulnerable and yeah. open to nostalgia. And, again, and if it's and true love, why are you saying no to homicide? Just why aren't you that dedicated? I, you know, I, I think the reason you're not together is that you just lack commitment. You know, <laughs> you don't seem to be appropriately committed to the cause. <laughs> Does this, uh, what is it? Does this rack smell like chloroform to you? Oh my God. No, have the drink. Really, you can't have taste the drink. The you can't taste the roof and all in this, can you? No, not at all. Okay. All our, all our crass black humor jokes aside, everybody, don't try to get your ex back. Take care of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take that time for you. It's like, if you want, it's like, if you need companionship, get a puppy. Therapy, right? You know, I mean, all joking aside, just take a deep breath and feel the hurt. Yeah. It just it just hurts. All right. It just hurts to have your heart broken. Um, it just hurts to what did I I was talking about my my most recent ex is that he didn't break my heart. I broke my own heart and used mm. him to do it. Um, he was just the hammer in which I did it. That you know, and that it, that just it just hurts. You feel pain. You feel shame. You feel guilt. You feel remorse. You feel regret. You feel coulda, shoulda, woulda. You feel lonely. You feel a lot of really painful emotions. Just breathe through them, man, and just feel them. And guess what? They're not fatal. And they're not. You're gonna live through them. This pain will not kill you. And they're not forever. They're not forever. They. They. It just. It either wasn't the right time. They're just not right for you. You're not right for them. Let it go. Focus on you. If if you and your ex are going to get back together, it's not going to be something, and it's going to be something organic and mm -hmm. actually has a chance of surviving in a healthy environment. It's going to happen organically, and it's probably going to happen with a lot of time mm -hmm. and in a way that you cannot manufacture. Right. You need to focus on being the best human you can. Let them be whatever human they're going to be, and then kind of surrender that to the fates and get back on your get back on your life. Right. Don't go down the dark, dark road that turns you into a fucking master manipulative shit that no one 
no one should ever love. Right on. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> this is my inspiring moment of positivity and love. And also, like, again, if you really want to know how to get your ex back, we will totally give this information as we're doing it for, for free. free. Let's, let's for, one more time, from the top, what are the top four moments of emo- emotional manipulation to get your ex back? Number one, nostalgia. Number two, gaslighting. gaslighting. Number three, love bombing. Number four, negging. negging. Yay. I love it. There you go, man. I love how we wrap this up. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have an uncomfortable question for me? No, actually, you answered it. <laughs> I love it when I answer them. I don't even notice. I'm just so free and open. It's just, uh, I'm so happy with anything. Anyway, there you go. That that's our that was our episode. That was our topic. And now, in a change of events, we are going to actually talk about us. Yeah. We are going to talk about you guys. We're going to talk about what this entire crazy-ass experience has been like. This is been a hell of a run, man. And also, we're going to talk about what we do after our podcast. It's like for season two, we're going to be probably releasing what we called the aftercare. Right. So, first off, there will be a season two. There will be a season um, two. You guys are not you're not rid of us yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not getting rid of us that we easy. We are going to take a break and, you know, get some of our own little house in order. We are planning on doing a Patreon with a subscription service where you subscribe and help us kind of fund the production costs, this merry little endeavor, and you will get some fancy swag and you will also get bonus material. Yeah. After each episode, we tend to turn off the recording and then we engage in aftercare. Yeah. What we're talking about after Bonnie and I um, emotionally fillet each other. <laughs> As you know, some of these... Um, some of these topics... Are very revealing and we get into some really deep stuff and we're not complete utter assholes to each other at all times and so we usually like to uh you know just kind of tuck it out afterwards and that is uh, that those are our aftercare episodes they're about they really are live they're 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 the first 10 to 15 minutes right after we stop recording they are not edited um jamie young our amazing beautiful sound engineer all he does is just sort of clean up if there's any like you know um weird background noises or blake's very loud breathing or uncomfortable pauses uh i know he leaves the pauses in there so the timing of it is like we're not nearly as clever 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 and fast on the aftercare ones as we are in our wonderful professionally sound engineered podcast episodes but uh so you get to get just some bonus bonus material about how we do kind of take care of each other after some of these and also pick on each other continuously. Um, so that will be available for all subscribers. Which will be really cool. Mm-hmm. And that I think is our first bit. You'll get some swag and then bonus content and we're open for other suggestions. Let us know what it is you want. Yeah. Our conversations that we're going to have in the future. Yeah. So we're still going to stick with, with the dating and relationships and things like that, but we're also going to delve into other topics. We are? Maybe. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, we are? Um, <laughs> okay. I, Ladies and gentlemen, I do like to apologize. I, I, w- believe it or not, this is accurately named. I am drinking while recording. <laughs> and um, sometimes I do forget some conversations that Blake and I have had. Uh, apparently, I agreed to do topics off of dating. I also, like in last episode 14, this bothered me and I just want to put it out there. Because I am a correction grammar Nazi, I erroneously refer to Marcus Aurelius as a Greek emperor, and he was a Roman emperor. There we go. I had to make that moment. Let's move on. So, <laughs> what other topics are we? Well, talk no, about? I'm not talking. I'm talking about other relationship topics that we're going to move into. Oh, other relationship topics. Other right? relationship topics, because what we want to do is on during our our break, we want to get member feedback. 
We do. Because we want to hear the topics that really interest you. And also where Bonnie can pick fun of me at every chance she gets. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's just built in. I, that's I mean, totally I'm, built uh, in. Frankly, I feel like that's one of the, the winning ingredients. And um, even if you guys all hated it, I'm not quite sure I'm capable of stopping. <laughs> Just let's just be blunt, honest about this. But but we do. We the feedback has been amazing, and I'm also just like keep it coming. Um, uh, we do have some plans for season two, and that we are going to bring in some strategic interviews. And it's going to be really entertaining because what we're going to do is we're going to go back and look at the the previous episodes and bring in people to interview based off those episodes. Yes. Uh, and and some different walks of life. We will bring in some uh, amazing experts as well mm-hmm. uh, on continuing on with our pro therapy theme. But also I think I'd like to bring in some other players in the cishet community that are coming at it from just a, a different perspective. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that I think we do all, you know, all of us sort of tend to think our, our experiences are perhaps universal. And I think sometimes just a change of perspective. I don't know. I'm actually very excited about uh, the season, the second season. I'm excited about the, but before we keep, you know, before the future, mm-hmm. let's actually kind of think about where we've come. Um, yeah. Um, I'll be candid. Uh, it's like, this has been a really invigorating experience for me. I'll be, I'll be honest. <clears throat> I'm telling our listeners things I've only told my therapist. <laughs> yes. Uh, invigorating. I was like, that is, so is, is that the adjective you're going with? All right, invigorating. Sure, I'll go with invigorating. That's that's kind of what it feels like when cortisol gets uh, mainlined into the back of your skull. This is This podcast has been emotionally revealing. I... Yes, there are things that I have said uh, on this podcast that I think I, as you said, previously only said to like my therapist Mm -hmm. or, you know, my closest friends, of which Blake is that there is something that about it that does kind of feel um, this is some feedback we've gotten that it sometimes feels a little voyeuristic, right? That people are eavesdropping on a private conversation. And sometimes, yeah, you guys are. (laughs) You absolutely are. Because when when the uh, uncomfortable questions fly, we kind of get into our zone and we just is that auto talking happens where you're answering the topic and you're going, wow, did I just say that? Did I just say that. Well, I, I actually have those thoughts in my head. I have like this real kind of like paralyzed fight or flight or freeze sort of moment where I'm like, well, this is the honest answer, right? Like this is truly what the honest answer to Blake's question is, but dear fucking Lord, am I really going to say it out loud? Um, yeah, am I? Am I? And then and then I go through this weird sort of like self-bullying inner, you know, yeah, what kind of pussy aren't you, Bonnie? Let's just do it, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. What's the big deal? You got nothing to hide? Hide is a strong word, but uh, maybe, you know, uh, it, it's strange because I would say that um, my my friends, right, the people who know me who have listened to this have been struck because I think... I don't think I, I don't think I keep as many secrets as I used to, but I think I am in general a kind of a private person, and I rarely get into these details except or these stories, except apparently when we're going to record them and unleash them to the world. <clears throat> uh, who says I don't do anything in extremes? That it that that's been the most satisfying and frightening actually is to have people that I know and love and known for a real long time come up to me and just kind of hug me and say, I'm really proud of you. And I've learned something amazing about you. Thank you for sharing that. And then to have complete and utter fucking strangers come up to me and be like, just start mid conversation about yeah. some of my darkest, private moment. And I just have to be like, Oh, thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. No, you're right. Yeah. All right. I need a cocktail. Where's the closest bar? Yeah, you're right. Toxic family sucks. Okay, dude. Breathe, breathe, breathe. It's okay. But again, it's like for both of us, I know for for that we've had great practice at doing this where we're getting more competent for our listeners. That has been the fun thing about going back and, and, yeah. and listening to the season as it progresses. You know, Dennis, who interviewed us, said that, you know, he's he's he could hear and hear us learn, right? Mm-hmm. And change. And that we have become more more polished. I I more polished, more comfortable in being honest. I don't know if we're getting in I, I don't know. I have a sense that we're not quite stabbing each other as deeply as we did in those first magical few episodes. <laughs> well, the first like, few episodes were like, oh, competitive God. bloodletting. Let's be honest, in our previous episode on Giving Up, where Bonnie goes, yes, and the last woman that dated Blake gave up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was just the best thing ever. I could not say it. I just start giggling every time I think of it. Uh, I giggled when she's completely unrelated. It wasn't immediately after your date. This was like months later, and she was like, we were asking for, you know, we were at happy hour and other ladies, and I was asking for like, you know, topics and things. And she's like, how about giving up? I think that's a good one, you know, for <laughs> like, I was like, I, at least now I can source it correctly and say it was her idea. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just never stops being funny. So ladies and gentlemen, I am a catch. I might have you make that final decision on it's like, yeah, this is a good idea. <laughs> if you're on the fence about whether to give up and just start enjoying the idea of dying alone, I feel like the date with Blake Thompson is right up your alley. I should maybe introduce you like that. <sighs> Uh, that like a that's good a, that's a introduction. great introduction. That is a great introduction. <laughs> Especially uh, since you told the story about like your first love, right? Uh, uh, winding up with the head cheerleader, and I'm like, so her taste improved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we're but, you know, to each other. I do. I here's a question for you, Blake. Like, what, what about this podcast? What what have you liked or learned about this podcast that you didn't expect? I knew I was going to enjoy it. I forgot how much I missed the performance of being able to talk to people. Okay. And I forgot how important that is in my life. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that to come back like it did. It feels good, right? Yeah. I mean, I like talking. Well, it's like, like, I love talking and it's like, you know, I like being conversational and whatnot. But I mean, here, I get to talk to everybody I know. And people I don't know yeah. and have conversations with them where, like you're saying, where total strangers walk up to you and say, hey, I heard your podcast. Let me tell you about the time I stopped talking to my parents. And I'm like, yeah. great. Awesome. Wow. I'm sorry that happened. Yeah. And it's like I had um, I had one of our listeners come up to me very recently talking. It's like, you know what? That toxic ex thing hit home. The toxic ex, toxic friends, toxic family thing hit home for me. And I started like looking at where periods of my life where it's like, oh, wow, that was happening. Yeah. And that was just... I got to say, actually, some of the best feedback I saw ever was on, um, oh, God, it was the Sex After 40, where I was saying, all right, guys, you know, unable to maintain an erection shouldn't mean that sex ends. If you have 10 fingers and a fucking tongue, use them. And, oh, my God, one of our listeners said, I heard that, and I took it to heart. Noted. And I was like, yay! Yay! <laughs> This is a success story. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, well, but again, what's neat is just our comfort level increasing, like with each episode and us like talking about it afterwards. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I like the aftercare, uh, episodes. Um, I'm really excited to kind of share them with, Mm -hmm. um, with our listeners because we started recording them probably around like episode six or so. 
Yeah. And we didn't get them for every episode, but we've pretty much done them pretty consistently for the last like five, six episodes or something like that. And I like listening to them because they do in some ways take me back immediately to that feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. I had with that uncomfortable question. It's weird because we have the uncomfortable questions at the end of the podcast. And most most uh, advice about podcasts say put all the good stuff at the beginning because people don't listen. Our listeners, you guys are amazing. All of our analytics say that, you know, the majority, I think it's something over like 92 percent of all of our listeners listen to the entire thing. Which is awesome. Uh, Thank you so much. And uh, that makes sense because our our good stuff is, you know, the the emotional bloodletting happens at the end. Usually Uh, the last 15 to 20 minutes of the podcast podcast is money yes especially when we have a really great question come up yes and that's another thing we want to do um like for season two like if there's an uncomfortable question that bonnie and i haven't asked each other i like that i think that's a great um topic idea and just to kind of pull the crowd and say yeah if you've got uncomfortable questions that you'd like to ask each one of us yeah and you know hopefully by this point you trust each one of us to ask the other question then ask follow-up questions and maybe like pin them down to the ground if i feel like they're pussy footing around the actual like Blake has been known to do. I've done it a couple times and I have completely admitted it. (laughs) (laughs) After the fact, but yes. But I've also sometimes, yeah, kind of punched it in down there. But the uncomfortable question started off as kind of a gimmick and it it really is taken off. Yeah. It's been kind of stunning. It absolutely did. And we're looking forward to just recording more episodes where we're as entertaining as we can be. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I I worry sometimes that... um, I don't know, I guess maybe I just worry that this is in some ways me speaking my mind very, very straightforwardly. Like, there's not a lot of filter, and usually I do try to choose my words a little bit more carefully um, with other humans. I'm going to snicker at this, ladies and gentlemen, but please continue. Oh, come on. I do. I'm much nicer, (laughs) and I'm much more uh, circumspect. Uh, and I wonder sometimes if, like, man, do I really come off like that big of an asshole? I think of myself as an asshole, and I, I worry sometimes, like, well, it's a real super judgy one. And then I'm like, well, if the shoe fits, Bonnie, just go with it. Uh, I, I, if you think it. you've been hiding it from the world, you're not that slick. But again, let's be let's be candid. We're talking about topics that are emotionally charged. Yes. And that we both have strong feelings about. Yes. And well, most of the topics you and I agree on, especially, let's be candid on this one too, trying to get your ex back. Bad you idea. Know, bad idea. It's just a bad idea. Uh, well, and I think that what I think actually is my saving grace, and I have had I've had, had this this feedback, um, is that for all of our judginess and strong statements of please don't fucking do that and making fun of people who do do that, we almost immediately turn around and say and talk about the time when we did that. Right. Yeah. Like we're we're talking down to ourselves. We're talking back to ourselves as well. Right. Like yeah, I, absolutely. I'm not looking down on anybody who's done all these things because I've done them myself. Right. Like but I'm, I'm kind of here to kind of tell you across the board, like if I can be honest with what my freaking motivation was, you need to be honest with yourself about what your freaking motivation was. Word. And like, you know, the first lesson is don't lie to yourself. And, and, and that's actually goes back to even like how to lie to your, you know, how to, how to lie to your ex, how to get your ex back. Same thing. You know, but you, I think people are lying to themselves about why they actually want their ex back. You know, um, they, they don't actually sit there and stop and realize that we're talking about another human being. We're not talking about a possession. We're not talking about an object. We're talking about a person. We're not talking about a prize. We're not talking about a fantasy. We're not talking about something, you know, someone that was put on this planet just to make you feel good about yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, and, you know, sometimes the, this is wanting a... to get an ex back is more about competition and not wanting to lose yeah. than it is about genuine love or desire. And I think people lie to themselves an awful lot. I feel like, you know, this dating love game has an awful 
lot of lies and deceptions to it. And if the only way out is through, and honesty, man. <laughs> honesty, man. But I think we call out ourselves. Yeah. Man. For all that we're kind of sometimes, you know, getting a little mocking and sarcastic to you guys. Uh, we want to hear from you. So what was your favorite episode? Like, just kind of off the top of your head, don't think too much about it. What was your What was your favorite topic? Oh, that's tough. Um, let me see. Giving up was giving up uh, re, as of recent. Giving up was I thought was pretty good, but f- my favorite. That's really hard to say. What about yours? Okay, so just like scrolling through these and going, wow. I I, I mean, don't ask me to choose my favorite child. I love them all. I do love them all, and I kind of love them all for different reasons. I think the first one that i remember being deliberately nakedly vulnerable and honest with in a way that made me feel genuinely uncomfortable uh was talking about not uh totally my type and out of my league Mm -hmm. because that was sort of i realized something about myself something i'd been doing and why and it was very revealing it made me feel very um okay embarrassed and naked um about realizing that i was sort of chicken shitting out on my own on my own desires i personally love the the ghost of sex life past that, that one we good. had so much fun doing I, I, it's it's weird that it wasn't actually remarkably popular because we just had a fucking blast with it that was that, we were, that was we were hysterical often, that may be the one in which we were the most tipsy uh and drunk that i think we should maybe rename that as our nostalgia episode yes. nostalgic mm-hmm. In its nature. Um, uh, red Flags. I think Red Flags was also a fun one for me. It was because we got to do it twice, right? Yeah, we got so to do it twice. The story of Red Flags, uh, the, the Lost Missing Episode the 5. The Lost Missing Episode 5. Is uh, we recorded it in... I uh, utterly fucked up the sound. I have no idea what happened, but the sound audio quality sucked. Yeah. And there was no real saving it. And um, it's too bad because... It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, because we went back through it. Because let's be candid on this one. When Bonnie and I, some of the episodes were a little bit more tipsy than others. On this one in particular, we were bombed. Yes. Uh, nothing to do with the sound. It might have had something to do with the sound. Uh, and then, you know, so, but the instinct was to try to re-record it immediately. And then we were like, no, let's mm-hmm. just sort of let, let that lie. Uh, and, you know, go back to it when it feels fresher. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. It was fun re-recording it and doing it the second time. Um we are a little less snarky and a little bit more honest. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, the No Strings Attached episode was really, I think, one of our most, still remains yeah. one of our most popular ones. And that one, I think, was just our full-on angry one. I think we were just coming on, coming in hot, and just had some, like, yeah. you know, sit the fuck down. We got some knowledge to drop. Yeah, absolutely. Again, much like, I mean, I, I thought getting your ex back would be a lot more angry, but I have to admit, I agree with you. <laughs> like, the, the no strings attached thing, we were both, both of us were like coming in like, okay, we got strong opinions about this, we're going to drop this shit. And got some scathing <laughs> contempt to just like liberally spread around to uh, grown ass adults who are behaving this way. And nuances happen, and this is where I do want us as we move forward to start engaging with the blog and doing the blog because it's true there are nuances there are situations where grown-ass adults can engage in consensual non-abusive um sexual relationships i'm willing to admit that and i have kind of you know gotten a lot of really good points on it i'm also i was just in many ways specifically calling out kind of the hookup culture around dating apps Mm -hmm. um and just the 
built-in contempt there. Oh, yes. And speaking of dating apps, my favorite. <laughs> I was talking about this today. Aging out of tender. Aging out of tender. <laughs> You're still a little salty about that, out, man. <laughs> aging out of tender. Or, you know, I feel like you just be writing your headline. You just need to kind of, like, advertise yourself accurately, you know? Yeah. Daddy issues with a Santa fetish. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Find your people, man. Yeah, find your people. But, yeah, that was, that was probably one of them where it was just like... <laughs> Uh, you just kind of and like and I had some serious self-reflection that night. Like I went back home, walked in the house, and it's all quiet. Poured myself another whiskey and thought about it. It's like, have I really aged out of Tinder? Fuck! Did you really do that? Yeah, I did. Oh my god, I'm. Yeah, I did. I feel like I should apologize. No, you I'm don't. Not, I'm not uh, super sorry. I actually think no, I'm glad. Not, I'm glad you. I'm glad you spent some time thinking about that. Yeah. No, 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 no. I had quiet reflection on this one, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, I think it's kind of a compliment, but uh, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. But also, like when you're talking about the aging out of tender, it's just, it goes back to learning. For me, that was a vulnerability. I'm closer to 50 than 40 now. When we're talking about like red flags, sometimes I look at my age as a red flag. I'm pushing 50 and I'm single. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, God, I'm going to have to answer these questions. It's like, oh, why are you still single at this age? Where have you been? What have you done? I mean, what is your answer? Yeah, where the bodies hit. I mean, the bodies hit. Why are you still single at this age? Well, they've never been able to successfully press charges. <laughs> <laughs> all charges have been dismissed. There's yeah. been, Blake, why all... have you moved all over the country so much? <laughs> it's all circumstantial evidence. They'll never get me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, we. I think we talked about it. it, it I actually think the most interesting takeaway uh, from this lovely uh public experiment in whatever this is this is painful is that i've learned a lot about myself um Mm -hmm. and how i present to uh potential partners and ex-partners and kind of why i've done some of the things i've done and having to i feel like in some ways i felt like i've always sort of known these things but having to put it into words and then having to explain why you are still single over 40 and having to put that into words that are both honest and compassionate and frankly a bit of a sales pitch too right yeah absolutely the thing about dating is you always kind of always be selling it isn't you know abc kind of thing you're always kind of sort of pitching yourself and evaluating a pitch from others right it is sort of a sales negotiation at times and having to i don't know somewhat explain my life and my journey honestly and and compassionately Mm -hmm. that that is I'm glad I'm glad to have had that. I'm glad to have gone to that exercise. I'm not saying it doesn't fucking suck, but I'm glad to have done it. <clears throat> and I mean, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I do. Again, like reevaluating things. Mm-hmm. Like and how I communicate and whatnot. It's when someone asks me questions about why are you still single, it's easier to answer actually, especially after this podcast. Yeah. And to answer without embarrassment or shame. Do you, yeah. I feel like that's kind of gone, the embarrassment and shame. I'm not I, I, I don't I'm not I'm not freaking dodgy with the answer right i don't kind of like you know do some smoke and mirrors and like oh how about them cowboys is a topic change right yeah i'm I'm not ashamed of it i i I feel a bit more confident about how i got here well absolutely it's not it's i don't have the moment where all the keller drinks from my face and i start hyperventilating (laughs) (laughs) nothing like that but did you used to did you used to have that experience no but i mean i used to sit there and say how can i sidestep this question in 500 ways or less really yeah huh i wonder if that's a gendered thing because i've been asked that question jesus i think honestly since i was way too young to be asked that question like mm-hmm. i mean west texas they start asking you if you've got a boyfriend at like fucking 12 right and then the next follow-up question is well why not so you oh. you know so i've had i feel like i've 
I've had a couple of decades in being asked that question and having to field it. I think right now is the first, not the first time, but the first time I, uh, but how I feel about that question now is some, I don't feel defensive about it. I don't feel criticized. I don't feel ashamed of the answer. I don't, it, it doesn't panic me. Uh, I think I, I, I understand my journey and uh, it's, it's a, well, it's I like, where I'm at. Like it goes back to um, like, I mean, previous experiences for me, just like, and I'll use toxic family uh, as an example. It's like, pfft, you're this age. Why are you still single? What's wrong with you, right? What is wrong with you? Yeah. And I mean, it was always prefaced that way. And that was always one of those fun things. Here, let me sidestep this question. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But again, now it's like I can sit there and honestly have a candid conversation about it. Yeah. So a little of that of that defensiveness and what is that it's embarrassment shame it's something it, yeah it's kind of what it is it's, it's a shaming question it's meant to be a shaming question especially, it's absolutely a shaming especially question. when your fucking family asks it um right pretty much your fucking family could ask to pass the ketchup and it sounds like a shaming question um they're gifted like that <laughs> but yeah i mean it, it's meant to be shaming right the the we're just all of us obsessed with pair bonding yeah but yeah so far 15 episodes it's been a hell of a ride <laughs> damn straight so I think that about wraps it up for tonight for us. Yeah. And for the season. And for the season. Yes, thank you for visiting our season finale of Drinking With Your Ex. No, for real. Thank you guys so much. This is, uh, I love you all. Um, and, you know, maybe tell me your name before you start asking me about my parents. Just the next time we see each other. <laughs> just... Yeah, all jokes aside. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. It's just been an amazing experience and we're looking forward to keep on doing it. Yeah. Yeah, we are. All right. Well, thank you, Blake Thompson. Thank you, Bonnie Dean. Thank you, everybody. From our original listeners in Peoria, Indiana, we love you. <laughs> to, oh, my God, the rest of you guys. It's just been phenomenal. Uh, we will yeah. catch you in season two. It's time for that briefing. 